1: I'm a bartender I have been for almost uh, 16 years now and I've seen it all but something just happened that I'll never get used to I just put a guy in a cab because he was too drunk to drive now I don't mind but why did I have to do that when his best friend is sitting right here His best friend. I'm cutting your friend off, I said. Drive him home, I said. He said, come on, a few beers. Coffee will straighten him out. Well, I straightened him out. Too much beer or wine can get you just as drunk as most mixed drinks. and Coffee? Well, it's better than taking another drink, but it's not going to sober you up. So now he knows. So the next time his uh, good buddy gets a load on, maybe I won't be there. Then we'll find out just how good a friend he is. There are no more excuses.
2: Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Find out how else you can help. Write Drunk Driver, Box 2345, Rockville, Maryland. A public service message on behalf of the U.S. Department of Transportation.
1: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Meiji Marshall For most of us it requires all of our time and effort to lead one life and yet there are some of us who are required by circumstance or design to lead two, yes to lead a double life to create two distinct and believable characterizations to be two people, to be Dr. Jekyll in the sunlight and Mr. Hyde in the darkness and to effect the transformations Consciously, deliberately, smoothly.
2: I beg your pardon. What? Haven't we met somewhere? Well, I'm afraid not, sir. Still, you look very much like my brother. Your brother? Yes. A brother I have not seen in 20 years. Yes, I would know you anywhere. You don't recognize me? You don't remember Dmitri? D- Dimitri. Yes, yes, now I see it. Yes, you are, Dimitri. And I've been looking for you. (laughs) This calls for a celebration. Oh, no, it calls for this. Uh, Are you crazy? What are you going to do with that gun? What I've been waiting to do all these
1: years. (laughs) Our mystery drama... Mortgage was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Larry Haynes. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and Sign Off, the Sinus Medicines. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Isn't it nice
2: to know you're free to see the things you want to see? to hide you, to, to know you're all that you can be. In the free spirit department, Buick's mid 1976 century has a lot going for it. Efficient size,
1: lots of room, neat things like that. But Century offers bonuses. It's a Buick, remember, which says one heck of a lot about how nicely it takes care of you. And Century does something for the sake of efficiency that no other American mid-sized car
2: does. It comes with a V6 engine, and a Buick V6 of that. Century, the spirit will move you. The spirit
3: Well, this is Beverly Sills. Did you know that of all the arts, music is the only one in which a blind person can participate freely in spite of blindness? However, even in music, the blind needs special help in order to stand on an equal footing with the sighted. The Lewis Braille Foundation for Blind Musicians works to promote the interests of the blind in the field of music. The foundation, a national non-profit organization, urgently needs your financial help. The services of the Lewis Braille Foundation are available to any blind person and provide auditions, evaluations and counseling, scholarship aid, paid engagements for qualified musicians, and transcription of music into Braille. The foundation depends solely on the public for its support. Send your tax-deductible gifts to the Lewis Braille Foundation, 112 East 19th Street, New York, 10003. If you know a musically gifted blind person who needs help, please contact the Lewis Braille Foundation at area code 212-982-7290. Oh,
1: tempera, oh, mores, said the philosopher. Alas, the time's Alas, the manners. Alas, also for some of the slogans that seem to be in vogue today. Particularly the one that cautions, don't get involved. When you see trouble ahead, run the other way. Mind your business. But there are those people who ask, what is my business? Isn't humanity my business? The man's name is Marvin Cooper. And today begins, as all of his days begin, at the breakfast table with his wife. Didn't the paper come this morning, Sally?
4: Of course. I didn't think you wanted to read it. Why not? I thought you'd be too excited. Why? Oh, darling, there's no point in reading about other people who are making news on a day when you're going to be making news yourself.
2: Sally, Sally, I wish you wouldn't make such a fuss about it. Now, where's the paper? The door was open, so I just came in. Oh, good morning, Pete. Coffee? No, thanks, Sally. It's late. You know... It just now occurred to me that Marvin isn't going uptown today Now that he's going to be a television star I don't know why I ever agreed to that nonsense Why, this is nonsense, it's recognition Of what? Of the fact that you're a concerned and involved citizen Well, isn't that what everyone is supposed to be? Since when is that something to explode fireworks upon?
4: (laughs) You know, Pete, at first I thought it was just a pose with Marvin But over the years I've discovered something He means it He's not aware at all that he's a most unusual man. <laughs> oh, Sally, nonsense. Uh, well, there we have that word again.
2: Marvin, take the credit. <laughs> take whatever they give you. Believe me, in this world, you get so very little. One uh, of those TV guys coming in here?
4: Well, they said about noon.
2: Well, have fun. And Sally... Don't let him be too self-effacing. Make sure he looks right into the camera. And don't (laughs) let him mumble. Don't worry. Backbone of America, a TV interview program about the unsung heroes of our country. The dedicated men and women who quietly do the real work of this nation. Pete, Pete, you're going to be late to work. Tonight, Backbone of America brings you Marvin Cooper. And who is Marvin Cooper, you may very well ask? (laughs) Only a man. I may have to throw you out of here. (laughs)
4: Lap it up. See you tonight.
2: Now... Where did you say that paper was?
4: I didn't. It's on the counter behind you. Oh,
2: thanks, dear. Now, let's see what the world is all about this morning.
4: I'll get it. Okay, dear. Hello? Oh, yes, just a minute. Marv, it's that Tomlin fellow. Who? You know, the producer of the TV show.
2: What does he want?
4: Just a minute, Mr. Tomlin. Marv, he wants to talk to you. Put the paper down and Marv, what is it? You seem to... Are you ill?
2: Give me the phone.
4: Marvin, should I get a doctor?
2: Doctor, why would you call a doctor?
4: Because you're so
2: pale. Would you let me have the phone? Hello, Mr. Tomlin. Uh, no, no, no. It won't be convenient for you to come over at 10.30. Marvin, we agree... I understand, but we won't have to rehearse anything.
4: Marvin, all these things you see on interviews, all those clever ad-libs, they're all planned. You don't
2: understand. We won't have to rehearse because I won't be able to be on the show. Marvin! I, I realize that, and I'm sorry if, if I caused you any inconvenience, but I, I simply cannot do it.
4: Darling, what are you
2: saying? No, it, it isn't a matter of stage fright. I just can't appear on the show, and I'm sorry. There just isn't anything further to discuss.
4: Marvin, what happened? Nothing, nothing happened. What's come over you? What has suddenly come over
2: you? I just changed my mind, that's all. What's in the newspaper? Uh, what does the newspaper have to do with it?
4: Well, everything was fine until you looked at the headlines and then suddenly... Suddenly what? I don't know. Suddenly this. Let me look at that paper. Budget crisis, Rock City. Well, oh, that's nothing new. Stocks fall third day in a row. Well, we're used to that. Le named charge d'affaires in New York. What well, could a foreign diplomat have to do with you? <laughs> Faith healer found guilty of hell.
2: Sally. I just don't want to appear on that show. Well, why? Because it, it it suddenly occurred to me that I I would I would look like a jackass.
4: Oh, that's not true. Oh
2: yes, yes, Mister Cooper. Your tireless efforts on behalf of every community endeavor, your willingness to become involved.
4: Well, Marvin, we've watched that show. It doesn't come over like
2: that at all. Sally, I can't discuss it. Not because I don't want to, because I don't know what it is. I I, I just have this feeling.
4: All right. Let's drop it.
2: Yes, and Sally, I, uh... Sally, I think we should leave New York. You mean go on a trip? Why? I I, I mean move. Live somewhere else. Why? I don't know. It's become... It's become so messy, so... so uh, Uncertain. Well, no more so than anywhere else. Well, who says you have to spend your whole life in one place?
4: All right. Where would you like to go?
2: Oh, uh... Some small town out in the West or uh, up in New England.
4: Darling, I'm not knocking small towns, but <laughs> you and I, we're not small town people. Well, we could learn to love it, Sally. Mm, we could, I suppose. And then what would you do there? Well, I, I could uh, teach English at a small college. Small town, small college. <laughs> Suddenly the word small seems to dominate the conversation. Sally,
2: I, I just want peace. Peace? Yes, the... the the atmosphere, the environment in the big city... Uh, suddenly, I, I, I feel it's too
1: disturbing. All right.
4: If that's how you feel. Yes, yes, darling. That's how I feel. All right. I'll accept it. And I hope that sooner or later, one day, you'll decide to tell me what's really bothering you.
2: That's something I could never do. That's one part of me I must keep from you. Yes, even from you, Sally. I can't tell it to anyone. I can't even tell it to myself. I simply must hope, must pray that it's been forgotten by everyone whose business it was to know about it. It's been such a long time. Maybe they have forgotten about it. One thing I will have to do regardless of how you feel about it we will have to leave the city there are so many remote places in this country help
4: me, help me, help me.
2: Her. Those get two men, they're assaulting it. that woman. Why doesn't somebody do something? Why doesn't somebody help her? Help her, somebody! Help her! I, I can't. I would, but now it's too dangerous for me. What are you all standing around for? What am I standing around for? Take your hands off her! Use your knife on her Cut! Let's get out of here! You're not going anywhere! Hey, would you oh, move hey
0: over guys! Fire down!
2: A quiet down! Hey, Thanks to Mister Cooper here, we caught both muggers. Hey, did you spell out with a C or a K? Well, what's what's your first name? Gentlemen, huh? please, uh, please, I I don't want any publicity, Sergeant. Do I have to? Talk no, to sir, you please? don't have to do anything. Hold it! No well, pictures, please. Don't take my. You pictures. fellas heard what the man said. Put those cameras away, gentlemen. Gentlemen, I. Didn't do anything that any citizen wasn't supposed to do. I don't want any fuss made of <laughs> He hiding something? Oh, come, come on, book, guys. Give him a break. Uh, Sergeant, we don't get a hero every day. Please, I gotta... gentlemen, I just don't feel like talking. Sergeant, isn't there any place we can go? Sure, right in here. Hey, wait a minute. Look, Sergeant, i got to get a picture. Do you need me for anything else, Sergeant? No, we got it all down. I'd like to thank you on behalf of the department for what you did. Oh, well, that wasn't anything. Oh, don't say that. It was a lot... Go out this door. There's an exit out back. You'll give those guys the slip. Do you, uh... Do you think anybody took my picture? Well, I saw only one cameraman, Lou Dudley of the Observer. Well, I asked him not to take my picture. Do you think that he might... Well, Lou... You never know. Well, is there any way I can stop him from printing it? Stop him? Haven't you heard? In this country, we got freedom of the press. The Observer. That's on West Broadway. (laughs) Lou Dudley? Well, it's the bashful Mr. Uh, Cooper. Mr. Dudley. Yeah. Did you take my picture back at police headquarters? Yeah. Why? Well, because it's news. I'm I'm a newspaper photographer. Well, could I ask you not to print it? (laughs) Yeah, you could, but I'd have to ask why. Well, I have my reasons. Okay, let's hear them. My reasons are very private and very personal. Yeah, I'd I'd still like to hear them. You see, I get paid to take pictures of people who make news. You're asking me to cheat my employees. I'm only asking you... I'm only telling you. Explain why. I... I just can't let that picture get into the paper, even if I... Even if you have to knock me down and break my camera, you're big enough to do it. Well, hello there, Officer Slattery. Uh, You want to come up to the office? I I developed those pictures
4: for you. What a remarkable photograph. You look so handsome. We've got to frame this. Damn it. Marvin, what's wrong?
2: I was a fool to jump into that mess. The two of them had knives.
4: But you you saved that poor woman's life.
2: She had all of nine dollars in her purse. Nine dollars! All I wanted was a money. Did she have to risk her life and mine for $9? I
4: never heard you talk like this.
2: What's the matter with me, anyhow? Wherever there's trouble, I have to poke my nose in. I'll her. get it.
4: No. Marvin. Don't answer that. Well, you don't have to snap my head oh, off. I'm sorry. I... All I... right. If you don't want me to answer it, why don't you? Yes, I... I, I will. I will. Well? Marvin, what's wrong? Nothing.
2: Nothing. Oh, uh, Hello? Hello, Boris. Oh, I'm afraid you've got the wrong number. Oh, no, no, no. You're afraid I've got the right number. Boris, it's me, Dimitri. Oh, well, I'm I'm sorry, sir. I'm not who you think I am.
4: Who is it, dear? I don't
2: know. I am sure you don't want me to come to your house, so Therefore, Boris, you will meet me at noon at a place called the Seagull Cafe. It's in the East Forties.
4: Be prompt, Boris. We have so much
2: work to do. Hello. Hello. Uh,
4: hello. Who was it, Marvin? Uh,
2: nobody, darling. Uh, it was a wrong number.
4: Oh, it seemed a rather involved conversation for a wrong number. I said
2: it was a wrong number. Now, can't we drop it?
4: Sure. Now, where are you taking me to lunch today?
2: Lunch. Oh. Uh, but, but darling, I'm I'm sorry, but there's uh A faculty thing, you see. On Saturday? Well, well, I usually don't make Saturday appointments, but this particular situation sort of uh, sneaked up on me.
1: Well, something or someone sneaked up on Marvin. That we know for sure. And how did his name get to be Boris... Well, by this time, you are starting to make certain assumptions about his past. And you may be right. We shall compare notes when I return shortly with Act Two.
2: There's a special kind of beer. Maybe you know it. Budweiser. It was created nearly a century ago by people who really cared about things. Who took pride in brewing a quality beer, no matter what the cost. In time. In ingredients. In anything. Today... The people who brew the king of beer still have that special pride. And every taste of Beechwood-aged Budweiser says so loud and clear. Hear it talking? Ah, when you say Budweiser, you've said it all. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis.
1: first time I can remember really going fishing with my dad. I'm sure I'd been with him before, but the first time I really remember it was wading downstream with him in an extra big pair of wading boots as he felt his way very surely along the, the stream bed and I shakily held onto the willows and we found a spot where my dad lifted his finger to his lips and said, shh, we don't want to scare the fish away. And then I remember that fish the biggest fish I'd ever seen in my life. And it was on the end of my line. And my dad, boy, was he proud. I'll never forget that as long as I live.
2: Give your children everything. Give them your time. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons.
1: Us, the past is dead, and this is because most of us have not been compelled to make a bargain with the future. Therefore, we have no ledger on which is specified our obligations. We can take life as it comes. Marvin Cooper, however, is, yes, we can use the word, mortgaged, like a house is mortgaged, except Marvin doesn't know for how much, or when, if ever. The debt must be paid. He doesn't even know what the debt consists of. He is about to find out. Hello,
2: Boris. Well, sit down. Glad to see me. <laughs> of course not. I see I'm as welcome as a case of jaundice. <laughs> Won't you even say hello? Hello. Twenty years. Hair's a bit grayer, but there is just as much of it. I don't think you have even gained a pound. I have taken the liberty of ordering lunch in advance. I'm not hungry. Of course you are hungry. And the way the food is prepared in this place, you'd swear you had never left home. What do you want, Dmitri? What do you want, Dmitri? No. If I hadn't heard it with my own ears, is this how you greet a brother after 20 years? Step-brother. Blood brother that was childish romantic nonsense oh of course it was childish but why not weren't we children at the time but we grew up together joined the party together worked together Dimitri what do you want we thought you were lost and then that picture in the paper this morning what fantastic enchanted luck what do you want the time has come to justify your existence here, to fulfill your mission, Dmitry, please. Please listen. Can we talk as brothers? We can always talk as brothers, Boris. All right. All right, I agreed to come to this country. No, no, you were ordered to come to this country. And to become an American. Because you had the uncanny ear for language and the skill of an actor. Well, I... No point in making this complicated, dear brother. You were given a mission. As all members of the party are assigned a mission. Yours was to become an American. And to hold yourself ready for... Whatever task might present itself... And you became an American. Yes. Yes, Dmitri, I did. I became an American. But don't you understand? I am an American. It's no longer a cover or a pose. I think like one. I feel like one. I believe like one. That's because so much time has gone by... And so much has happened back home. The old man... He's been dead for so many years... And even those who came after him are gone and so many changes. I thought everyone had forgotten about me. Ah, we lost track of you, but how could we forget? Dimitri, Dimitri, I am not the same person who left home 20 years ago. And now the time has come for you to fulfill your mission. You're not listening to me. I always listen to you. Then understand, I am no longer Boris Lagorin. I am Marvin Cooper... (laughs) This is fantastic It brings me back more than two decades I remember you were playing Shakespeare in the State Theater And you said to me, I am not Boris Ligorin, I am Hamlet You listen to me No You are an actor I've always felt you must live the part you play well, whether well, this is sound technique, I'm not equipped to judge. Look, whatever it is you want of me. What will you do if I refuse? Oh, come now, Boris. You know we could manage to notify the proper counter espionage authorities here in America and give them proofs that you are one of our agents. Yes. Yes, you could do that. Dmitri. My poor Boris. Marvin Cooper is a role the way Hamlet was a role, but you have played the part too long. Marvin Cooper is a character you have created out of your own pure fantasy. No. Who is real, huh? Boris Ligorin or Marvin Cooper? I read the paper this morning. You're a hero. And this is not the first time you seek danger. You constantly strive to help all sorts of people in every way you can. But why, Boris? I am not good to you anymore, Dimitri. You must understand that... You are creating an heroic part. That is all. You didn't have to do that at home. Life itself was adventure. Life itself was fulfillment. What do you want me to do? First, think. Spend the whole night just thinking... Think of how it was when we were young. Think of how exciting our ideas were. Think of our father. Think of our dreams. Think of Maria. Whatever happened to Maria? She was always pretty. But now she's beautiful. She never married... I think she never got over you. She will always be waiting. Dmitri, Dmitri, I, I. I know. I know, my boy, I know. But now, think. Remember. And soon you will realize that you are still
4: Boris Ligorin. For your thoughts, darling. Oh, oh.
2: I guess that's all you could buy for a penny these days. My thoughts, that's all they're worth.
4: Hmm. Now, listen, there's this town way upstate in New York. Oh, what about it? Well, they've got a community college. It doesn't pay as much and doesn't have the prestige of your present teaching job. What well, are you et- talking about, Sally? Well, didn't you say we had to leave the city and find a quiet retreat?
2: Oh, what oh, was that?
4: Well, is it still on?
2: Uh, no, I guess it's off. Nichivo. What did you say?
4: Nichivo. <laughs> it's a great word. I saw this picture on the late show, and it means. I know what it means. It means, okay, who cares? So, well, why are you so excited?
2: The way she said it, she sounded exactly like Maria the same mischievous smile. The same little toss of the head. Maria. I haven't thought about Maria in years. Or is that a lie? Don't I think of Maria every day of my life? And the life back home. Have I forgotten it completely? It was good. Oh, yes. Oh, there were some bad things. But aren't there bad things everywhere in every country? And my father... The old man was always good to my father. He never forgot how they were boys together, fought together, shared together, made the revolution together. Boris, the party. Never forget the party. The party is the beating heart, the busy brain of our motherland, Boris. Serve the party faithfully. (laughs) As I have served her without question, she is wiser than all of us. Live for her. Die for her. But, Father, I'm an actor. Of course. The party is asking me to give up my career. How? Instead of performing on the artificial stage of the theater, the party is asking you to act on the true stage of life. To assume a role that does not end at 11 o'clock. This mission will require all of your talent. And, Maria, she will be more useful to the party and our country here at home. Boris, your brother would never hesitate. Is he more faithful to the party than you? Dimitri, no. It was Dimitri who suggested the mission. For himself. Dimitri could never do it. That was obvious to everyone. And that's why you were chosen. But for Boris to be chosen is to be honored. Why does it all come back to me now? Why do I think of it now? I don't know... I don't know anything. I don't even know who I am. Boris Lagorin or Marvin Cooper.
0: Just a minute.
4: Oh, Pete, good morning.
2: Well, is our bashful all-American boy ready? Do we uh, have time for a cup of coffee, Pete? Sure, if you want to get caught up in all that East River Drive traffic. You know, Pete, I... Uh don't hear you grousing and griping about that job of yours anymore. Yeah, that's right.
4: Well, have you finally made management see things your way?
2: No, but I've, uh, I've decided to do something concrete. Such as? Such as something that'll settle a few old scores.
4: <laughs> Sounds grim.
2: Uh, you should know the half of it. Well, Professor, you ready? We off? Well, it's early. I, I, I want to talk to you about something on the way uptown. Oh? Oh, excuse me. Hello?
4: Oh. Who is it, dear?
2: Uh, it's from the dean, darling. He, uh, wants to talk about a new examination schedule. Have
4: you found
2: yourself? I, uh, don't know. Your work will start immediately this morning on the drive uptown. What's that? Your friend Peter Anderson is there. Uh, yes. What would he have to do with anything? Oh. he has to do with everything. Well, I'm not sure I understand. He has a certain problem.
5: We have advised him
2: to discuss it with you. With me? And so this morning, you will listen sympathetically. And that will be all for today. Marvin, how long have we been friends? Oh, Years. You know, there's no one in this whole world I admire more than you. Respect more than you. I have to talk to somebody. Somebody I can trust. Marvin, I can't take it at the plant anymore. Well, then quit? Quit? And leave them the metal conversion process? Well, it belongs to them, Pete. Does it? I thought you were on my side. Well, I'm only stating a fact. You signed an agreement. Anything you discovered or invented would belong to the company. But that isn't fair. Yes, I know. It's worth millions. Do you realize how it speeds up production? Yes, I know, Pete, but what's to be done? I, uh, I've had an offer from somebody else. Well, that's great. Now, now you can quit. And, uh... Will you ask me who made the offer? All right. Uh, a foreign country. What do you mean? I mean, I've been asked to... To defect, I think that's the word. And you know something? My initial reaction has not been to contact the authorities, but to think about it. Pete, why are you telling me this? I was told to discuss it with you. You were told by whom? By those people. Why? Because they know I'm thinking about it, and, and they ask me, is there one man you can trust with your life? One man whose judgment you can have faith in. And I said, yes, they said, who, and I said, you, and they said, ask him for advice. And so I'm asking.
1: Well, you must admit, life has become a fast and furious affair for Marvin Cooper, or Boris Ligorin. And actually, at this point, he really doesn't know which one he is. So many of us are concerned with the search for our identity consider our hero. He has two identities to worry about. And as if that weren't enough, here is a brand new problem tossed into his lap. We'll have even more problems when I return with Act Three.
4: I want that sinus medicine. Headache tablet? No, the sinus medicine that relieves headache and congestion, internal sinus pressure, and post-nasal drip. You mean Sinoff.
2: Exactly. Compare sign-off tablets with anything you've ever taken for sinus. No sinus tablet you can buy relieves more symptoms. Sinoff gives you a full dose of pure aspirin plus a powerful sinus drainer. Sinoff works fast to help sinus pain while you drain. Sign Sinoff, the sinus medicines in the bright red box. Take when needed, only as directed. When it leaves, well, I want to do one thing. James Harris's ambition is to leave his children a family home. He's going to do it because he and others in Scott, Arkansas, have started a housing cooperative with a grant from the Campaign for Human Development. I mean, I leave him no money,
1: but I can leave him some they can lay their hands Say in mine. The
2: Campaign for Human Development, the United States Catholic Conference.
0: Hi, this is Carol Burnett. Adolf Hitler came to power in 1933 and made life miserable for people in Germany. And that's why the International Rescue Committee, the IRC, was formed. It began by helping refugees from Hitler's Germany and went on to help millions more in World War II. But its work didn't end there because war and oppression didn't end there. Remember the brave Hungarians who stood up to the Russians in 1956? Well, IRC helped many who escaped. And since then, IRC has come to the aid of thousands who have escaped from Cuba, China, East Germany, Russia, or wherever freedom is pretty much of a meaningless word. It also does its work in countries ravaged by war. But IRC needs money for food, clothing, and medical care, to reunite families, to find people jobs, and homes for children without homes. So please help the people who help. Send your money to this address: International Rescue Committee, Box 16, Times Square Station, New York City, New York 10036.
1: Who is he? For the first 25 years of his life, his name was Boris Lagorin. For the past 20 years, he has been Marvin Cooper. He has led two full lives and played each to the hilt. Is that the key word? Played? Are both lives an illusion? Is neither of them real? Right now, he can't even think about it. Another problem has been tossed into his lap. But Pete, why? Why why do you tell me this? They
2: said I should. how, How do they... How how do you know that I won't call the police? Well, that's what I said. And they said, no, trust him. He's a decent human being. He places friendship above everything. They said, he will tell you the right thing. Pete, I'm not sure I understand. Marvin, I'll never amount to anything here. Well, you make out pretty well. I would be sitting on top of the world. I should be wealthy, famous, respected. Those things are relative. A man of my ability? I am simply not appreciated. I've been offered a free hand and money and a title and authority Page, you realize you'll be giving up your country it's not my country okay, I was born here but what do I own of it? how happy have I been here? Marvin, think about what I just told you and well, we can talk about it tomorrow not now but first think about it please, Marvin yes, Boris This is why you have lived here for 20 years. For this? To encourage this man to defect? What did you think you would be required to do one day? Assassinate some high public official? Steal the plans for a battleship? This thing is more important. But, Dimitri... This man, this Peter Anderson, is a production genius. We need men like him. See how it worked out? Discuss it with your best friend, I said to him. And who is his best friend? Why, you. And of course, tomorrow, you know what to tell him. We did not know that your moment would ever come. We did not know what it would be like, but we have prepared for it for 20 years. And now, we are ready. It won't work. What won't work? Pete, I know he, he's angry, bitter, frustrated. Of course. Otherwise, would he ever listen? He thinks he deserves position, wealth, fame. Certainly. You can't give him those things. Does it matter? Of course it matters. He won't be much better off than he is now. Ah, that's unfortunate for him. No, for you. Because he'll be so disappointed, so furious that he won't be of any value. As to that... We have ways of encouraging people to work to their full potential, eh? But uh, that's no concern of but yours. But Dmitri, the party has made this decision, boys. Marvin,
4: mm-hmm. who is Dmitri Lagorin?
2: Well, Sally, I uh, wouldn't know him from Adam.
4: Well, oh, he's a diplomat, and
2: and what? What would I know about him? <sighs>
4: More than you're telling. Oh.
2: And just what does that mean?
4: Well, for over a week now, you've been acting in the strangest way. And it goes back to the newspaper you were reading that morning. The morning you canceled the TV appearance. I
2: don't understand what you're saying.
4: Something you read in that paper. I still have it. Now, the front page. This is uh, where Mr. Legoran is mentioned. And here's his picture. Now, I've eliminated everything else. You're not a bank robber, and you're not concerned with the city bonds and all the other headlines. So who and what could have had an effect on you? Well, we're left with Mr. Ligora. I really don't know what you're talking about. The name Dimitri Ligora means nothing to you?
2: Absolutely nothing. Then you agree that I'm doing the right thing? Yes. Are you sure? Aren't you sure? No, it's a a tremendous staff. Oh, Pete, you owe it to yourself to better yourself. Home is where you're happiest, where you're recognized and, and rewarded. You know, I knew I could trust you. I knew you were my friend. And so I have chosen. Boris is the reality. Marvin is the role on stage. And for the first time in years, I feel I am living again, living dangerously for the party. Yes, I am an actor who plays the part of Marvin Cooper. But I am, I always will be, Boris Ivanovich Lagorin. Marvin. Yes, what is it, dear?
4: About Dmitri Ligorin. Sally, what
2: is this sudden obsession you have with this, this Dmitri Lagorin?
4: Dmitri Legorin is the key to the mystery. What mystery? The great Marvin Cooper mystery. Why did the sight of Dmitri Legorin's picture in the paper cause such uh, such turbulence in Marvin Cooper?
2: Sally, I never heard of a man in my life.
4: Well, I've done some research on Mr. Ligoren. Are
2: you saying you don't believe me? It wasn't easy because there isn't. Please, me. now this is His nonsense. His full
4: name is Dmitri Ivanovich Ligorin. Now what does this have to do with... Soldier and diplomat, son of Ivan Vasilyich Ligorin, famous hero of the revolution. Sally,
2: I wish I knew what you were building to...
4: Brother of Boris Ligorin, noted actor, who died in an automobile accident.
2: Very well, very well, dear. Amuse yourself with this foolishness.
0: Now
4: listen, Dmitri is married to... He has been married for 20 years... To Maria Elevna, the famous actress who holds the medal... What? For... Say that again. He's been married for 20 years, to Maria Elevna, who... <gasps> oh. Marvin, oh. shall I call a doctor? Uh, a, a doctor? That's how you looked that morning, pale and frightened. Who is uh, Maria Elevna? Why should the mention of her name... How should I know? No, it's... It's not my imagination. It's these two names. Dmitri Legorin and Maria Elevna seem these two names they seem to have devastated you why I, I think i'd like to go for a walk no marvin we've got to talk about what who is Dmitri lagoran i don't know who is maria elena i don't know and now if you have no more questions i have one more question who are you
2: what kind of a question is that
4: i don't know it's the only one i can ask who are you Since that morning, you're not Marvin Cooper.
2: What do you mean? What do you mean I'm not Marvin
4: Cooper? Well, I don't know any other way to say it. You live with someone. You're together. And then without warning, something happens and that person suddenly becomes someone else. Who
2: are you? Please, Sally, please. No.
4: That won't help either of us. Something's wrong. Now tell me, Marvin. You can tell me. You can tell me anything.
2: No, no, I can't.
4: All the years we spent together, our whole married life—right <laughs> now it seems like an illusion, and—and and this closeness that I thought we had is gone. Did it ever exist?
2: I have to go somewhere now. Yes, I'll be back soon.
4: It has to do with Dmitri Lagorin and Maria Alevna, doesn't it? Oh, let me help you. No
2: one, no one can help me. Well, don't say that. I love you. There are things a man must face you alone. Don't
4: understand, I love
2: you. And I love you too, Sally, but that can't change anything. That won't help anything. When two people love each other, let there be enough of love. There are other things in the world. This is a country that's obsessed with love. Well, let me tell you, despite what you've been brought up to believe, love does not conquer all.
4: Well, I've never heard you talk this way before. You refer to this country as if... Uh, uh, as if what? As if you're a foreigner.
2: I'll be back in a little
4: while. Oh, wait, I'll go with you. No, you can't. You've got to let me help you. Yes, I will, I will. When? As soon as
2: I find out who I really am. You told me she never married. Did I? You married her yourself. But there was no point in letting her go to waste. And this way, at least, I kept her in the family. You married her 20 years ago. Well, when we planted that fake story of your uh, fatal accident, she was desolated and she needed comfort. And I was there. You always wanted her. You can hardly consider that a crime. And you arranged for me to be sent away on a permanent foreign mission. David and Uriah. Ah, how thoroughly Americanized you are. You even quote the Bible. Well, it's true. I did it for the park. You did it for yourself. Marvin! Pete! I rang, but no one answered and the door was open, so I walked in. Ah, just in time for our appointment. Marvin... What are you doing here? Get out, Pete. What if a... you know what's good for you, you'll leave this place and never, ever come back. Marvin, I, I don't understand. You the... advised me to take the job as a friend. I didn't know you were tied up with, with these people. Get out of here. Oh, no, no, no. Not now. I'm sorry. It can't be done. What can't be done? I'm afraid neither of you can leave now. Not you, Peter. Nor you, Boris? Boris? Why did he call you Boris? We're both leaving. You can do your worst, Dmitri. Hey, wait, wait a minute. Now, be careful with that gun. Both of you will remain where you are. Some friends will soon be here, and we will arrange No, for... Dimitri, it's the end for both of us. Don't take another step, Boris. You won't shoot me. I said don't move. We're brothers, after all. Stay where you are. Brothers don't kill each other. Stop!
4: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: Marvin... Marvin, are you all right? No, no, I'm not I'm not all right Dimitri, he he, he looks as if he's dead Yes, but he shot you too Let me call a doctor No, I don't need a doctor Just help me sit down Here, here And now Get out of here, Pete Don't be found here But I want to help you Help me You can't even help yourself Guys like you, it doesn't matter where you live, in what country, under which government, you'll never make it. You'll never be anybody. Because you're a chump. Just a poor, hardworking, talented chump. It's the wise guys, like Dimitri, who are always wind up on top. I know, because I'm a chump myself. Marvin, let me call an ambulance. Be thankful. You're not starving to death. But Marvin, you're hurt badly. No. I know. I know. And I'm... I'm glad. No, no, I'm not glad, but... I can't think of a better way to... to uh... Uh, listen, Pete. You couldn't have been happy over there, Pete. You, you'd have been torn, like I've been torn. So many memories of the old times and places. He he called you Boris. Wh- who are you, Boris or Marvin? Who oh, am I... Boris or Marvin I I guess I guess I'm both and I always will be both and there's no way I can live with that
1: No way at all Two lives diametrically opposed in the same body something has to give and someone has to go well I have to go right now but only for a few moments and then I shall return
4: I have a heart that goes bump bump and sometimes I can hear it thump and daddy says that in my chest I have two things that are the best they call them lungs For breathing air. You never see them, but they're there. And if I breathe in air that's clean, I'll grow up like a jumping bean. Whenever I see any smoke, I'll run away before I choke. And something even better yet, I'll never smoke a cigarette. I'll breathe the air that's clean and free so I can keep on being me. Clear the smoke from your family image and from your lungs. And remember, your kids may never start if you stop. Quitting is tough, but your lung association says it's a matter of life and threat.
1: The first language we ever learned... The first girl we ever kissed, the first joys, even the first sorrows. A mother's tear, a father's smile. These are the things that make home and country. And because these are the things we can never forget, we can never forget our country either. I mean, the country. Not necessarily who governs or misgoverns it, but the country. The land, the people, and the love. Our cast included Larry Haynes, Marion Seldes, Robert Dryden, Russell Horton, and Robert Maxwell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. You are saying that one of
4: us may somehow be involved in this, uh, incident. I'm sure the man is joking.
2: I, for one, care not for a man's jokes. And I say to you again, beware ye who enter Albion's castle. Those of you who would mock this uneasy resting place will perish among these ancient stones. This is holy ground. Coveted by the Celtic God. Agreed. Uh, but, But in case the Druid
4: God forgets to covet this place, I suggest we send someone for the police. He's right. We should not wait another minute.
2: All right, then it's settled. While the others remain here in guarded silence, one of us will leave immediately and inform the authorities. Yes,
1: Peter. But who? Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division.
5: 17 to 22 years old, just graduating from high school and thinking about a college education. Before you decide where you want to go and what you want to do, ask someone who's been there, because this year a lot of college graduates will discover that a college degree is not a job guarantee. So think ahead. If you want four years of college and a career when you graduate, plus pay and allowances, responsibility, achievement, security, and a chance to prove your worth as a person, you want the U.S. Coast Guard Academy. It's also the only Armed Service Academy where admission is based on a nationwide competition, not congressional appointment. This year you can send the Coast Guard Academy your SAT or ACT scores. This is Frankie Valley. For more information on college with a career, write to Director of Admissions, U.S. Coast Guard Academy, New London, Connecticut, 06320. WFAA
0: Dallas, Fort Worth